I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zayn. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. are listening to and watching the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romaran, and Chino Liao checking in for our first stream of 2021. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, And happy Wrestle Kingdom week. Um, Well, you know, Wrestle Kingdom's done. New Year Dash is also done. We'll talk about that in just a bit. Inga, sabi natin kanina nung pre-show, ang dami nating agenda from that to Raw and SmackDown, syempre AEW and NXT, pag-uusapan natin yung lahat. We actually have a special guest as well. He'll be joining us once we talk about New Japan. Uh, his name is Steven Tan. You may ha- you may remember him from his guesting last year, right before Wrestle Kingdom 14. He's also one half of the Geeky Ones podcast, so he'll be joining us in a few minutes. But before we get the show on the road, we just got to say thank you to everybody who's kept interacting with us over the holidays. Lahat mga followers on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Kumu, mga nagpaparamdam over the holidays. And of course, the patrons. Uh, you know, the patrons um, who've been checking in and also chiming in on everything that went down since our last stream. We tried to have a watch party for Wrestle Kingdom, pero mahirap lang talaga with, you know, um, things being the way they are. But what we can tell you and the patrons is that we're already cooking some uh, something up for the Royal Rumble. So that is February 1, Manila time. Nag-file na ng leave. So let's see if we can get ourselves a watch party for the think, Royal uh, Rumble. Hey. Uh, no, no, no. I, I'm actually thinking if we should do that live because it's the Royal Rumble after all. Or should we do it in our usual way that everyone is doing it after work and all that. But let's talk yeah. about that uh, off air. Right. Oh. And with the patrons. Right, yeah, so yeah. if you want to be a patron and if you want to be part of these live watch parties, now we can't do it skinny mics anymore because of COVID. Right now, uh, right you can now. check out, yeah, right now you can check out Patreon.com/slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You can sign up for as low as two hundred fifty pesos a month and padadalhan kaniyang chino ng mask habang nasa pinas pa siya. Promise yun. <laughs> right, right. I actually have a no, I don't, no, I don't. I, let's hear. 
It's somewhere here. I have a sample of the mask, supposedly. Mama, break ko nimo. Napping. So, oh, may 30 seconds ka. Yeah, yeah, you get you get two brand spanking new medically approved COVID healing masks. Hey. I I don't know if they heal COVID, but basta, <laughs> okay. No, they they prevent COVID. They don't they, heal. They, COVID. they will cure Preventing your... COVID is way better than curing COVID, Chief. Uh, they they will, they will cure your depression. They will they will ease your anxiety. These masks are legit. <laughs> There's one reason to sign up. It'd be for the masks. All right, so let's start off with AEW's tribute show to the late Brody Lee. It was a very emotional episode of Dynamite. Uh, some people have called it the best wrestling show of 2020, at least the best wrestling TV show. For me, I haven't been that emotional watching wrestling basically since Eddie died. Uh, by the time Eric Redbeard came out, hagulgul na ako. And, you know, you just feel for, feel for Brody, feel for his family, for his friends. For the AEW community, diba? Apparently, the matches on the card, or at least in Dream Match, uh, that was booked by Negative One, Brody Lee Jr. And at the end of the night, Tony Khan presented him with the TNT Championship. So, they didn't retire the belt, they just retired the red design. And this week on Dynamite, Darby Allen came out with the new black belt. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Okay, so I'll, I'll watch it maybe it's later still tomorrow. Called, uh, the TNT title? Yeah, it is. Uh, yes, yes, it is. You just mm. retired the old design. Uh, saying hey to Jeb Regala and Bruce Lim. Happy New Year, guys. We'll talk about NXT New Year's Eve later. But uh, I want to say to the point that you raised, the, it was, some people are calling it the best wrestling show of 2020. I don't want to call it that because it's a show that we really wish we didn't need. I mean, nobody wanted Brody Lee to die, right? I mean... It's kind of weird to call that the best show of 2020. It's just the most emotional show, I would say. But Sana, it was one that we could have done without. I mean, hopefully without someone having to die, you know? Someone having to die so young. But it was a good show. Uh, Nobody could review it as it is. It is just a celebration of Rhodey's life and the people he touched, including people from outside of WWE. So there's that. And it also showed how tightly knit um, AEW is as not just a startup or a company, but also as a family, right? Uh, we knock them for different things they do on being the elite, me most especially. But the reason they can pull off things like that is because they're really a, a group. There's not one person or group that separates themselves from everybody else. And it's just it just goes to show how everybody, especially in this bubble age that we live in, is so tight together, so close with one another that when one of them falls, everybody feels in, you know. And I'm not saying that WWE take notes, no, okay. But if there was going to be a tribute, this is how you do it, right? It takes into consideration every single aspect of Brody Lee's life. From him as a father, to him as a wrestler, to him as a friend and and a uh, traveling partner, it's all these things just wrapped up in a nice, neat purple and black bow, and it's just it's very touching. It was a very extant set, a very emotional tribute. What do you guys think of the way WWE did their tributes? Uh, you know, as compared to AEW doing their tribute, I say a lot of people were taking a lot of contentions with um, what 
WWE did and did not do. So yeah. I want to know what you thought about that. Well, so, first of all, see, okay. first. First of all, and this is the only thing I'm going to say. Uh, si Daniel Benoit ano favorite match niya eh. Kasi uh, alam na naman natin nangyari doon, 'di ba? Kung sana hindi, 'di ba? Pwede. But mahirap gawin eh. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, um what I'll say is that first, um I I don't like how some wrestlers, lalo na yung mga na fire from WWE like Brian Myers are making it an us versus them kind of thing. Kasi it it really should be about Brody and not about whatever crusade he may have against WWE. Second though, I, uh, in terms of the Brody tributes, that was the one time the Raw was actually better than SmackDown. You could hear Tom Phillips and Samoa Joe, Byron to an extent, marking out over you mga discus lariats and the big boots. Uh, um, Xavier Woods diba, pulling off the yeah, yeah, yeah part pa right before he hit um, yung, yung discus lariat. And... Um, mas nakita mo eh, mas appreciate mo yung mga tributes on on Raw. Uh, they even said the word, uh, yung, yung word na big rig. Uh, I'm not sure if I heard it on Raw or in SmackDown. It was on Dynamite. It was on Dynamite. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. no you know, I, I think somebody said big rig on Raw okay. or SmackDown also. On top of uh, Britt Baker. What I didn't appreciate about SmackDown is how Michael Cole and Corey Graves seemingly just no-sold Brody. Parang wala lang, okay, regular episode of SmackDown, even though Big E had a Brody armband on. I'm sure he wasn't the only one who was trying to uh, give, give a tribute to Brody. Si Cesaro, di ba? He had the Black Hole Slam. Yun lang, parang sa SmackDown, sobrang hindi nila pinansin. And I, I didn't appreciate that. What about the lack of uh, the 10-bell salute? Kahit on Raw, di ba? I, wanna, I also want to know what the fans think, what you guys think in the comments. What did you think of what WWE did and did not do? Whether it was, was it unforgivable to you na wala silang uh, special moment of silence at the beginning of the shows? Kasi I think that's what the point, I think that was what Brian Myers was trying to say. That parang wala lang, okay, they relegated him to a graphic and then it was left to the wrestlers to pay their own tributes to Brody, which I thought was okay. Wala. Yeah, it wasn't unforgivable for me because uh, that's how Vince thinks and AEW's competition. And Brody died as a member of AEW. I mean, I, I hate to be uh, so detached and unemotional about it, but that's the way Vince McMahon is. And ultimately, that's his show. And yes, he's done some unforgivable things, even just last year. But I think na not giving Brody a 10-bell salute while... Yeah, it may rub people the wrong way. I don't think it's something I'll crucify Vince McMahon for. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll crucify him for a lot <laughs> more things before I say, oh, did you begin a 10 bell salute to Brody Lee? Number one, because Brody Lee, uh, let's face it, uh, Luke Harper was wasn't wasn't a wasn't a tenured vet, right? like that people in AEW acknowledged him to be. He was a member of the Wyatt family. Or however long that lasted, which is a while, yes, and it had some impact. But at the end of the day, he left the company and he went on his separate way. Vince McMahon acknowledged that, and everybody moved on with their lives. It's still business at the end of the day. It's not necessarily an us versus them scenario, although who are we to speak? None of us have been employed by Vince McMahon yet. So, mali ba natin kung, kung, pwede ba, kung justified ba yung betterness nila. But at the end of the day, at the very least, you expect some sort of acknowledgement from WWE and they and they did the bare minimum and you can't really fault them for that. I just wanted to add na 
nagulat ako that a lot of WWE talents were advertising the Celebration of Life episode on Dynamite. They were retweeting AEW. They were mentioning it on their social media. People like Daniel Bryan were talking about it. I think that alone, the fact that that got a pass, said a lot. Because normally, WWE wouldn't allow that. And oh. all of that extra promotion from the WWE talents to drive eyes towards the Brody Lee Celebration of Life episode resulted in AEW hitting number three in the ratings in their time slot. And that's, that's as high as it gets. Compare that to NXT, same time slot. They were at 58 last week. Yeah, it's fine. I think they knew naman, uh, they weren't going to beat the Ro- the Brody Lee uh, tribute show. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's a good point that you brought up. Uh, I actually did not think of that right away. Okay, if if rumors are to be believed then kasi, uh, they say that WWE or Vince wanted to let AEW have Buena Mano in a Brody Lee in, in a bigger and more special Brody Lee tribute. So if that's true, and I hope that's true, then it should be all the more forgivable that WWE did not do a bigger or as big uh, tribute to Brody as they did. Yeah, agree. 100% agree. All right. Uh, since we're done with the Brody Lee tribute part of the show, I think we can bring in our guest. See, um, the biggest thing that happened in wrestling this week, and I, I will defend it, is the fact that Wrestle Kingdom 15 happened. Because we thought na, it wouldn't happen. We were really afraid, borderline panicking, na hala, baka, uh, baka makancel yung Wrestle Kingdom. Or, you know, as uh, as Kevin Kelly said on on uh, media, on your media tour niya right before the show, it would have happened in front of no fans. So the fact that it still happened as they intended to is a miracle for me. Because now New Japan is bracing itself for a very uncertain future in which they don't know when their next event is going to be. So to help us talk about that, um, Babyface producer Sola, let's bring in our guest. He is one half of the Geeky Ones. He's also a former guest of the podcast, our friend Stephen Tan. What's up, brother? Hello. Happy New Year, guys. Hey, Happy New Year, man. Stephen All Tan, right. our resident New Japan uh, correspondent on SmartHenry.com and on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Quick thoughts about Wrestle Kingdom actually happening and your thoughts about the show as a whole. Okay, so my first thought is, personally, I feel like they should have delayed it because uh, the numbers of the COVID numbers in Japan are just getting higher and higher. They even just declared a state of emergency like a few hours ago, so you know it's getting really bad. I definitely enjoyed the show. What happened after was lackluster. So that's pretty much my general idea of Wrestle Kingdom and New Year Dash. Oh, I thought, I thought right. Stephen, I have a question for you because uh, I have thoughts on this, uh, on this myself. Mm. Did this year's Wrestle Kingdom deserve to go two nights? What do you think, man? Mm. I honestly think the two nights this year were better than last year's two nights. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Really? Okay. Because <laughs> that. You had the Kenta Goto filler match on night one, which I feel like was completely unnecessary. Okay. So I think. A lot of night one last year was filler. So having proper matches spread out, again, to probably decrease the possible spread of COVID among the wrestlers. And just having stories laid out. Because Wrestle Kingdom, I feel like, really should be a two-night thing. But there are times they don't know what they're doing with the two nights. So (laughs) I'm kind of glad that they spread out the matches this year. So six matches, unlike before, Pug... I think, what was the watch party where we met? It was 13, last I year. think. Yeah. Uh, 13. 
no, no, was our no last year was the first and it was our first Wrestle Kingdom watch party ever. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah, man, yeah. it was. I know, I know. That's like a private like, lang. I know 2020 feels like an entire decade, but yeah, it was. It really was the first time we did a watch party for Wrestle Kingdom. Na open ah, to the yeah. public. Yeah. So that day we would just rent out an Airbnb right. and we'd watch them yeah, ourselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, maybe that's what you're referring to. Oh no, I, ne- I never did the whole oh, Airbnb okay. thing. I just remember oh, being yeah. skinny mics, and I remember that was yes. the time that he, one of our friends, Ardell, got like super emotional when Tanahashi bent Omega. Um, no, uh, see, see, I'll, I'll say something about the two nights thing because mm-hmm. I actually have a differing opinion, and this is me being a new Japan casual who bought a, a an Okada T-shirt just for the sake of you know having an Okada shirt. I actually wish it was consolidated on one card. I didn't appreciate that there were matches this year that felt like filler matches. Like I didn't care much for Evil Sonada. I didn't mm-hmm. care much for Hiromu El Fantasmo. Maybe because you know pinakabagong feud na sinet up, ba? The King of Pro Wrestling stuff I felt like was also filler, even though I enjoyed it. And it's and it's Yano, right? I feel like they could have consolidated that into one streamlined card. Ako naman, I feel I, I spot like three matches on the card that didn't need to be done. I I could spot the the new, junior heavyweight number one contender match, the New Japan New Japan Rumble. The everybody can do without Ibushi, the new Japan Rumble. Ibushi Naito just to have you know a second a second double championship match in night two. Parang yes, it would have made for a longer night, a, a longer event, like at six or seven hours maybe. But at least you wouldn't have had to uh, set aside two days for it, right? That's just me. So I thought that they could have done another yeah, uh, there are actually so many things that we have to break down. I think we can start with uh, Kota Ibushi coming out of Wrestle Kingdom Nights 1 and 2 as the double champion. The biggest question probably is, was this the right move story-wise for New Japan? I feel like yes, because you need a good, like a, a little happy ending because we know the... Um... We know it's going to be uncertain. It's going to be uncertain... Um, we don't know when the next New Japan show is going to be. You got to leave leave the fans um, happy at the very least. I was personally anxious that Jay White would actually leave Tokyo Dome with both belts. <laughs> Same. Um, I was like seriously scared. Like, oh shit, are they, is Gedo actually going to pull the trigger on Jay White with two belts? But I'm glad that Ibushi won. It, I, it sucks for Naito, but I feel like they're going to wait for... Things to settle down one day, hopefully a year or two from now, hopefully a year um, or less, so that we could have the LIJ roll call in Tokyo Dome, which was stolen from us because of fucking Kenta. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think Ibushi winning the two belts was good, but what happened in the press conference was... Mm. I, can I mention that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay White, breaking down. Besides Jay White breaking down, first I gotta mention that Ibushi wants to unify the belts. I don't like the idea because it's this, it mawawala yung one A one B option. It would it would make upper mid guarders like ZSJ and Taichi not have something to fight for. I would much rather have the intercontinental belts separate. So I really hope somehow, some way, Ibushi in his you know, himbo head realizes na, hey, I need to treat the intercontinental belt as a separate belt because that's Nakamura's belt. Unifying the belt would pretty much erase Nakamura's legacy in New Japan, partially. I think 
they really need to split up the belts now. Well, I'm guessing they're only keeping it together now because of COVID. But hopefully once things settle down, or honestly, just do it to New Japan Cup whenever that happens. Because you know, we don't know if it's going to be a March New Japan Cup again. Just whenever the New Japan Cup comes back, make Ibushi find a reason that, hey, I don't want Nakamura's legacy to disappear. Let's separate the belts already. The, like, I don't know. That's pretty much it. Okay. Does the presence of the U.S. title have anything to do with this? Like, are they doing this to keep uh, to make room for it? Or does it not matter at all? Can I can I answer I, this? Uh, I think <laughs> they I think it did, but that was before lockdown, before COVID, before John Moxley got stuck in the United States. So I think that's what they really wanted to do. They wanted to make the U.S. Championship the new one B. But now that we can't have Moxley in Japan, talagang we need the Intercontinental Championship back. That's the reason why we have we had an evil type championship reign last year. Because we didn't have the, a separate intercontinental championship, yo. So, Torbang said, if we had this, we could just that's how we could test run guys like Sanada and Evil and whoever else they want to uh, put a uh, push in the upper mid card to main event scene. Yeah, just to wrap a bow around uh, Kote Bushi fully realizing his being a god by the end of Wrestle Kingdom 15, I, I thought it was the right move uh, to echo Steven's point just because we don't know when we're going to see New Japan again. So in a way, it's a nice way to uh, have a season ender, parang season finale, na, you know, the plucky good guy finally fulfilled his dream of main eventing the Tokyo Dome and coming away as the victor. So it was a nice way to close off Wrestle Kingdom 15 for me. We'll talk about Jay White. We'll talk about the Empire and touch on uh, John Moxley in a bit. For now, though, we got to take a quick break and let you know that kite and New Year, meron pa rin kaming requests for all of our listeners and patrons on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. If you're doing your online shopping, which, let's be honest here, never really stops, diba? please use our affiliate link on Lazada right before you check out your items. So right before you go to cart on the app, use the link tinyurl.com slash wrestlingwrestlingxlazada. Again, tinyurl.com slash the word wrestling spelled two times, then the letter X, then L-A-Z-A-D-A. From there, you can check out and after those items are delivered to your doorstep, we get a small commission to help keep this ship running. Now, let's take another quick break and hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. If true crime is your thing, check out a killer new podcast, The Last 24 Hours, where we examine gruesome true stories of murder here and around the world. Season 1, coming soon on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. All right, welcome back to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Chino, let's get to some shout-outs on Kumu. Hey, saying what's up to our joiners, Stella Floor. User 655-9579, user food, Jody21, empty, Melissa, Nicole22, so Gibby Buckets is also with us here. Hey, Oi, Gibby Buckets! Bucket. Yeah, saying what's up, Happy New Year. He also, also saying that Ibushi versus Omega is the dream matchup All right, now, maybe, maybe. Yeah, saying what's up to user... 7060741 and see 
Sona music. Oy, may time pa siya. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I wanna, I wanna address, I wanna address that point. Uh, Gimme buckets brought up. Uh, some people waved it off because, sure, different companies na and all that, different, uh, different directions and in, in life and all that. But Ibushi versus Omega, both double champions at the moment. Yes, it is actually the dream storyline right now, especially if Kenny is gonna market himself as the collector of championships, uh, especially if AEW is looking to work with NJPW and a whole bunch of other promotions. Uh, we definitely have to have this story. It has to happen. This is uh, the good one to do, especially after Ibushi has realized his own dream. I don't know if it's his boyhood dream, but it's a good time to do it now more than ever. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, yeah. Shawn Michaels, you boyhood dream. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Jay White because as Stephen mentioned earlier, uh, yung press conference ng Wrestle Kingdom, he looked like he was having a breakdown and the yeah, rumors yeah. say that he might be leaving NJPW. So, so Stephen... Uh, what are the rumor and innuendo telling you? Okay, after what happened last night, I feel like it's the story's on hold now. So I feel like it's a work. I feel like this whole thing's a work because I feel like they have to put Jay White's story on hold due to the COVID situation. So maybe, because we all know, I'm pretty sure like if like any New Japan fan would know that Jay lives in Florida. But for all we know, he's moving back to New Zealand for you know, safety reasons. And... I have a feeling this is just a um, what do you call that? Like a like a place like a placekeeper like a like a place transition holder. placeholder like a placeholder yeah like a placeholder. So it's like a placeholder for what they will do with Jay after because he's one of the four pillars now. So like for people who aren't that is familiar with New Japan, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's always like these like three or four pillars that New Japan always has. So in the nineties, I think it was like what Tenzan, Kojima, and like Simba. Inoki for some like a very old Inoki. After after they left, um, or after they kind of like faded out, it became Nakamura, Shibata, Tanahashi. They were like the three pillars that you would always rotate the big stories with them. Or in WWE, in WWE cases, it would probably be the SmackDown Six or the SmackDown Seven, Alba. SmackDown kind Six, like yeah, yeah. three. Kind of like the SmackDown Six, and you would rotate everything with them. So now it's with. Okada, Naito, Ibushi, and Jay White. And I guess you could insert Osprey to an extent because they love, um, Japan loves Osprey so much. So you're yeah. probably going to add him there. So yeah. it's kind of like the five pillars of New Japan. And you got to be ready because Ibushi's 40. While every, what? And Naito's like, <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. Wait, let me, what? Yeah. Yeah, no, no effing way. Come on, he's 38. He's 38, dude. Come on, okay, but 38 he's very old. That's not 40. But 38 not 40, dude. Hey, Come man. on, hey, man. When you get to your 30s, you tell me what's close to 40. Before <laughs> that, shut up. All right, so like, okay, so like, oh, so if Bushi and Naito are getting there, if Bushi and Naito are getting there, now, like, very slowly, very slowly. They're getting there. So they have to be ready with two new pillars. And I think Osprey is going to be one of them, obviously. Like they're going to have to get somebody next. And I have a feeling it's going to be Shoto Omino one day. He's going to take uh, over the... A long, the, long the time big, from now. A long, long okay. time from now. But, you know, we'll see. But like, again, um, basically the four pillars are the people that you rotate everyone around for the big stories. Mm-hmm. So... See, yeah, let's um, touch on Osprey. Because uh, you yeah. mentioned Will Osprey, right? And it was a disappointing night for the Empire. 
in the sense uh, that none of them won their <laughs> matches at Wrestle Kingdom. But Will Ospreay versus Okada was a really good match. Oh, man, uh, Jeff definitely. Cobb versus uh, Takagi was also insanely awesome, diba? Tanahashi versus Okan was also pretty good. So where does the Empire go from here? Like, what are what's the outlook on them since Wrestle Kingdom is the biggest stage? But oh, let's lang tatlo. Oh man. Again, I feel like it's another placeholder situation. I feel like New Japan and New Year Dash basically slapped on placeholders for everything now. I feel like the Empire needs one more member. I feel like the Empire needs one more member. It's probably they should probably get Henare for the you know. The, Such a lucky baby face, though. Yeah, or maybe, maybe Hinari can be like the ultimate counter to Jeff Cobb. I don't know. Like, I don't know where to put Hinari right now, but Hinari is probably like the biggest good guy. I don't know. Um, okay. I feel like the Empire needs to reset, and I feel like the reset was beating up Tenzan last night. Get their heat um, back now. Get the heat back. Yeah, pretty much. So they get you know pretty much. I mean, I don't know how true it is. Um, I think it was on the Discord that. Um, Tenzan's probably going to be the next one to retire because with the way he moves, like it's just not, it's just not worth resting anymore. So after Nakanishi, I feel like Tenzan's going to retire, assuming we get crowds again soon. He'll probably be the next wrestler to retire, and then after that, it would like it, it, they'll say that let's say Tenzan does retire without any fanfare, it'll be like oh look, the Empire retired Tenzan, so like we're gonna you, you don't mess with us, panaganan. That's probably a good way to What if Jay up. White joins the Empire? Woo! <laughs> That's so weird though. Cause Osprey is like the like Osprey has was always being built up to be like the good guy, the good guy guy, like foreign wrestler. And then Jay White's like the the, the bad guy. But now that they're both bad guys, or who, for all we know, we're gonna get, you know, chaos, a good guy, chaos Jay White one day. Who knows? Like maybe. Like Jay White has always been like the um, the the like that the starting point to like fix kind of like rotate New Japan now. Like he he removed the elite from New Japan. He made Chaos and the main unit unite. For all we know, Jay White could be the guy to split up the main unit and, and Chaos because we all know they're pretty much one one in the same now. Maybe Jay White going back to Chaos will give us. The proper split between the main unit and chaos, because now chaos will have enough people. You know, maybe we're gonna have a long Jay White story. He'll get the Intercontinental back, and then he'll become heavyweight one day. But you know, I'm rambling. Okay, <laughs> go, go, so, Chino. Make question cast. So, okay, to stop you from rambling, let me just say you're putting a lot of weight on Jay White's Jay White's shoulders here. What's to say that he doesn't actually leave? Because there are people who are saying online speculations. That are saying that this mirrors a lot to Kenny Omega's story when he left yeah, Japan. Yeah. So is this theory. work? Is this actually work, or is he actually leaving? Yeah, but the first time that Kenny did this weird soul searching thing, he didn't really leave. Yeah, yeah. It was like he didn't leave like, the first time he did that. I yeah, remember I this. So. Yeah. Like after it was, was only, it after twelve? After 12, he had those in- interviews at Tokyo. Yeah, Sports, yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, is he leaving or not? It's like, it's like, shit. <laughs> like, so, so, and then AEW okay. happened. Uh, okay, so let's say Jay White does leave. Right? Let's, let's go down that route. Where does he go? Mm-hmm. Right? Is, is it like an obvious pick, like AEW? Or does he go somewhere less obvious? 
WWE. Like like the WWE. Oh, I mean, man. he's already in Florida. Two of yeah. the choices are there, right? So, yeah. so does he go down that route? Is he going somewhere else? Or is he staying with New Japan? Funnily enough, I could see him work out in WWE because he brings a very WWE style to New Japan. Yeah, right? like, I agree with The whole heel shenanigans. What does that mean? Uh, okay, so you know how wrestler general your typical New Japan wrestler is an all-out uh, honorable fighter. Even yeah. the heels uh, end up being such great wrestlers and fighters. Like Sinakamura, like you don't, you don't you, you're not gonna see him pull out a dirty tactic. But you you see Jay White uh, going out using distractions, using his using Gato, using other people for him, cheating cheating to win. That's what makes him. Uh, that's what makes people hate him actually, when when it comes to watching New Japan. So I think since he's already doing that, he already has a natural fit in the world of sports entertainment. I feel like he wouldn't be able to do the I don't know the um the things he says like um what was that wank maggot or something like he won't be able to do those fun promos anymore. No, I, I, I think it was yeah, I mean, everybody, get, you know, everybody gets trimmed down the peg once they yeah, yeah. With I Vince feel McMahon, like, but it doesn't mean mm. uh, what I magic uh, completely, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, I'm not really much of a New Japan expert. To say. I feel like I feel like Jay White is about to hit his prime because I feel like he really is Dark Okada now. He really, really? is like Dark about Okada. To hit now. His prime pala. So you're saying yeah. that he has a long ways to go. With, oh, yeah. with New Japan. Okay. Because, like, do you notice his return was almost the same as Okada, but in a slow burn way? Okada returned to challenge Tanahashi for the heavyweight championship. Okay. Jay White returned to challenge Tanahashi for the Intercontinental Championship. So, but okay, Gedo realized that, okay, wait, lang, let's, let's slow down. Let's slow down. Let's, um, Let's slow down. Let's not do the Okada pattern again. This time, let's like let's learn from the Oka- the mistakes of the Okada promos of the Okada, you know, Wrestle Kingdom run and whatnot, to like build up Jay White to be like the counter to Okada, like the ultimate dark Okada. So at least the Gedo learned from his mistakes with Okada and then applied it to Jay White. So yung challenge like did the whole Wrestle Kingdom thing, you know. He really like did everything right, I think, now with Jay White. So that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, last point on Wrestle Kingdom before we let you go, Steven. John Moxley reappeared, but via satellite, just to remind <laughs> everybody that he still exists, that he's still the US <sighs> champion. What did you guys think about this? Uh, was it uh, was it a good move um, given that uh, New Japan headed into some uncertain times? Or before the next New Japan event? Oh, no, man. Uh, Kenta was... Uh, John Moxley was looking pretty dumb there for not responding for months. Yeah. Like, when he easily could have. Okay, I feel like, honestly, with the way America's going, I feel like they might be able to record more footage of Strong than they might have of Japan at some point. Like, feeling ko, now that ubus na yung bala, I'm, baka, I'm not sure kung ubus na talaga yung bala ng NJPW Strong. Um, but if, let's say, they need more footage... It's going to be a safe idea to have Moxley, Kenta, G.O.D., and Jay White still in the States just to be safe, just so that you can still have a few guys there. Yeah, it's all Bullet Club, but I feel like it's the it's the safe bet. Na eh. Safe bet na lang na, okay, let's have the Bullet Club pretty much dominate New Japan strong, except the Jay White storyline still happening, I guess. So I feel like 
John Moxley recording this now is a, a, another placeholder in case nga na he can't go back to Japan. All right. At the very least, they can have Kenta versus Moxley in... Yeah, I agree with uh, um, with what Angelo says. Mox versus Kenta for the titles are strong. I feel like that might be the way they're going to be going. That might be the safe bet now just so that we can have Kenta take over now. Yeah. Kenta, Kenta yeah. take over. Yeah, I feel like this was another placeholder to make sure na if ever we do get Kenta versus Moxley na at least nandiyan na yung promo. So that's it. All right. It's, it's All better right. than Perfect. a Itami takeover. Right, guys? Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. Oh, <laughs> for sure. I see what you did there. Parking lot. <laughs> All right. Well, Stephen, we got to thank you for setting aside some time to join us tonight on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for your thank insights you much, on man. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, where can our, list- oh. our listeners catch you? Oh. Listeners find you, by the way, <laughs> and your podcast. All right, so we are at thegeekyfans.com. That's the geeky J U A N S uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify. We're also on Twitch. Um, we haven't been on Twitch in a while, um, but yeah, we're there. Um, what else? Yeah, we are on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right. Um, for website updates, thegeekyfans.com. So that's All right. It. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. Thanks, Stevie. Bye. Bye. Thank you. All right. right. Thanks, Stephen. Have a good one. Oh, no. Stan is lagging. That's why he won the award. Yes, that's right. That's Stephen Tan from the Geeky Ones. (laughs) Converge undefeated. (laughs) (laughs) Let me refresh. You guys can uh, segue to the next one. All right. What do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about Raw, Dynamite, NXT, or SmackDown? Which one do you want to pick? We can go right into Raw because people have been saying online that we shit on it a lot. And let's explain <laughs> why first. Let's explain okay, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, got, we got a comment on our Instagram over the holidays saying uh, we talk about Raw too much. We don't talk about SmackDown enough. There's a reason why. It's because Raw is generally worse than SmackDown. And it's much, much easier to say more about a bad show than it is to say something about a good show. Right. So, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Raw was especially worse this week with the so-called Legends Night, their latest gimmick to try and bump up the ratings. Uh, a lot of people will uh, will see right through this gimmick as for what it is, about right? uh, a desperate move to yeah. get the share of ratings that AEW does. But to be fair, uh, the whole Legends Night idea is normalized because of AEW Dynamite. Like Dynamite has a lot of old people on the show. They got Arn Anderson, they got Sting. Recently, right? They got Jake the Snake, Tully Blanchard. So they made it normal to have legends around again in 2020 and 2021. That's why I think it was okay for Raw to have the Legends Night again. But the difference between Raw and AEW when it comes to how they treat the legends is that sobrang walang kwenta yung pagtrato ng, ano, ng legends so Raw than on Dynamite. On Dynamite, they have roles. They have clear roles. They are, they're either managers or valets, or actual yeah. actual wrestlers, like in the case of right. Sting. On Raw, most of them are just random cameo spots you're just going to get for the pop. Yeah, they're, they're there for a spot, and then they never are seen again. They're just there for the for the evening. And, and it's it's a, such a bizarre way to use somebody who you know will draw. 
Diba? You know that these guys will draw. These guys will bring eyes back on your product. And then you don't really utilize them as well. You don't play to their strengths. You don't highlight what they're able to do, diba? Or what even what they've brought uh, to the industry. Whereas AEW does all those things uh, very well. They've given top-tier roles to guys like Arn Anderson and Jake Snake. Right? Guys who we never thought we'd see on TV again. Right? So it's it's a bizarre way to use so-called legends in the WWE. It's like, unless you're maybe Hulk Hogan, Vince doesn't want to see you after a year. I mean, yeah. like, what it done. Right? Unless maybe you're a Goldberg, then you're not going to be seen on TV again, which is it's just a weird way. If this is what they were talking about by reactionary measures, then they need to react a little bit better. <laughs> Wait, is stand back? Is stand back? Is are you here? Are you here? You're, you're frozen in the Tokyo Dome. Stan no, is still stuck. No, no, no. Um, people will say that. Ganito naman talaga yung ano yung pagtrato ng WWE sa mga legends nila. Whenever uh, they advertise the legends on Raw, di ba? But right. you would think that in the face of AEW in the in the era where AEW is around and actually showing people how legends should be treated you would make it better diba but they don't sobrang sad parang so, parang pumunta ka ng show tapos may pakadat-kadat na legends ang pala sa backstage right, right. <laughs> so, mga, yeah it's it's like the equivalent of those graduates that tumatambay pa sa college oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, move on, bro. You're just there. You're not really doing anything. You're just taking up space. People could be using that seat for something else, but you're just there because you don't have anything else to do. Uh, it's funny. One of the things I read online was Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair were both present at the production meetings for this Legends Night, and Hulk Hogan was quoted to have said that, hey, guys, I live just down the road from the Thunderdome. So we might be seeing more of Hulk Hogan, guys. He might, he might be our new Raw GM for all we know. <laughs> I would rather have Teddy Long back. Jesus. Right. Oh my God. And it, it, it was such uh it was it was so emphasized no main event ng Raw when all of the legends were suddenly on at ringside or at the top of the stage just to watch the main event for the WWE yeah. Championship. But okay. After an entire evening of being treated as random cameo appearances, suddenly everyone's getting a special treatment, which they did not build up to. But we would have appreciated it, sana kung ano kung bin, kung inadvertise na okay special legends participation uh, during the main event for the WWE Championship. Man, sabrang what a waste talaga. And you know yeah. who we're gonna see a lot more of Goldberg. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people have been complaining about Goldberg. A lot of people uh, are complaining on yeah. you about Goldberg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, and, uh, you and us both, guys. Uh, all of us uh, are on the same phone. It's pretty clear to a lot of people that uh, Goldberg is once again here to help the ratings for Raw. Because literally, because wasn't ready for Drew McIntyre by the Royal Rumble. Like that's what the rumors are saying. Nobody is ready for the WWE Championship spot opposite Drew McIntyre at the Royal Rumble. Even though they've been building up guys like Keith Lee and Sheamus. Austin, are you back? You here? Yeah. Yep. You good? I'm here. Yep. Goldberg, okay. we're shitting on Goldberg. 
Yeah, um, that pissed me off. Sobrang walang logic. I'm not sure if you guys already crapped on yung promo. Kasi, not yet, uh, not yet. Yeah, no, okay, I was going to get to that. Okay, yeah, okay. Let, let, that. Let's, <laughs> let's take a dump on it. Yeah, kasi Goldberg uh, said na Drew McIntyre was disrespecting the legend. Right. Exactly. When Randy freaking Orton was going exactly. around every other legend. <laughs> it doesn't make sense for good old Bill here to call Drew... Uh, uh, disrespectful to legends when he's been nothing but respectful to everybody. It got to a point where we were all bored of it. It got to a point where he was so clean cut, we didn't really care about Drew McIntyre now. So I don't know where Bill is getting his information from. Probably from the same same place those people uh, that stormed the Capitol are getting their info from. (laughs) Where is this coming from, Bill? Uh, I have, I kind of have a sort of scoop. I saw rumors about why that promo went down as it did. Apparently, there was supposed to be like lines of dialogue on Drew's part that they did not get to because of time issues. So Drew was supposed to say something before Goldberg came out. And that's what Goldberg was supposed to to riff on. But he did never got to say it. But Goldberg still said the lines as scripted. So parang di ka ad-lib to adjust for what Drew didn't say. Whereas Drew managed to ad-lib some lines to make the, the Goldberg confrontation make sense. So Ito, it's a failure, let me on, open it's a failure on Bill's part. It's a failure on Bill's part for not adjusting. Yeah, he's not really been known for his promos, guys. <laughs> really? Yeah, clearly, his match has only really lasts two minutes, you know, <laughs> if even. So he's not really a strong performer, if you, if you could go there. Could Ito, let me ask this stuff. openly. You know, we, we saw Bill Goldberg almost kill The Undertaker. We, uh, we saw him have this craptastic match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania in 2017. What makes Vince think that 54-year-old Goldberg can deliver a match of the year candidate against Drew McIntyre? Baka mapatay pa niya si Drew, man. No. Here's okay, the thing, I, man. I, go, Here's go, go, the go. thing. I don't think he wants a match of the year candidate. Yeah, he doesn't. Like he doesn't. He's yeah. not That's... after that. If he were, he definitely would have put somebody else in that spot. Vince McMahon is never after good wrestling. Vince McMahon is after seats and eyes on the product. That's it. He just wants yeah. the numbers to go yeah, to yeah. it. Sheena really nailed it right on the head. Uh, the reason why Goldberg is doing this, the reason why we even had the Legends Night in the first place, was all for the ratings. So, that's why they were a bit of the ratings. So, this is going to get him a bump. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Legends Night is going to get them a bump in the ratings, even though it was so terribly executed. Goldberg is probably going to get some casual eyes on the Royal Rumble, even though you don't need casual eyes on the Royal Rumble. It's the Royal Rumble. The Rumble match is what's going to get you to watch the the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. So I don't understand. Jimmy Buck is is right here. He's saying that if you can put Hardcore Holly in a WWE Championship match against Brock Lesnar in Royal Rumble 2004, who is to stop you from putting Keith Lee or Sheamus in a match against Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship, right? I get the argument that, oh, Sheamus isn't ready. Dude, you turned Jey Uso into a main eventer in two weeks. Yeah. You have a yeah. month before the Royal Rumble. Why can't you use that time to build Sheamus up? Yeah, I don't exactly. get it. I agree. Jeez. 
we, we have more stuff to, to shit on when it comes to Raw, but we'll take a quick break first. And, you know, um, since ajitna ajitame, maybe you can make us happier by using your online shopping to help out the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So before you click check out on Shopee, all you have to do is to uh, click on this link. It's tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee. Again, tinyurl.com slash WWPXSHOPEE. When that item gets checked out and, and delivered to you, we get a small cut to help keep operations running on the podcast and on Podcast Network Asia. Speaking of PNA, let's hear from our other podcasts on this quick break. Oh my god, look at this cute person listening to this podcast. Oh. Right? So cute, grave. Good job to your parents, ha? Huh? By the way, this is Jam. And this is Dapsky. You like podcasts, right? Check ours out. We talk about Henry Cavill. Oh yeah. Local music. Overthrowing evil overlords. Butts. Space. Witches. Space witches. Denial. Cats. Dogs. Cats and dogs. So if that floats your boat or flies your spaceship, check it out online and join us at Local Locus PH everywhere on social media. Sorry, Podcast Network Asia. <laughs> Let's get to some greetings before we get to our next point. Saying what's up to our good friend, Jam Alas. Oh, yeah. What's our up, Jam? Oh, I see. She fruit preserved. She fruit preserved. You, Kumu Streamer. Yeah, yeah. She has a spot every week on Wednesday nights uh, on Kumu Spotlight. So I think, no, I think that was just... I think that was no, no, no. no. Every week, though. Every week, every week of January. Uh, uh, her, she and Dapsky will be... She uh, and Dapsky, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, okay, so say what's up to all the people on Kumu here. Somebody give me buckets. Yeah, yeah the Hardcore Holly story night. With more defined storytelling in 2021, I really do think Dynamite can go head-to-head with Raw in 2022. Nobody is disagreeing you with you there, give me buckets. <laughs> also saying what's up to Abby. Hello to our one Patreon Hi, Abby. on here. Abby who sent us a Happy New Year uh, along with a very pointed Vince Stinks comment. <laughs> oh, cool. yes, we are all surprised that Vince McMahon is capable of thought. Also, saying what's up to Kyle, who sent us not one, but two halo-halos. Thank you, Oi, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Also, see, uh, also, tong si Solo Music, also saying what's up to our, our joiners on here. Destiny24, Jess Thor, Camille Perez, user 706-1155, user 685-1290, Mac32, Ed's Borak, Rose Loreto and user 660. Hello to all of you. All right. Uh, John Christopher Castillo commented on Facebook. Sabi niya, what if Goldberg wins at the Rumble, then Miz cashes in? Sapayan, <sighs> uh, we didn't get to comment on that because it happened over the holidays. But Jesus Christ, was uh, Adam Pierce giving Miz his briefcase back? Was was it such a bad idea on on, on their end? So let's give Miz the champion the briefcase back. Because we want to, we don't have anything else for him. 
Ako okay lang. I I don't mind Miz as Money in the Bank, Mr. Money in the Bank, and I love the Money in the Bank as a concept anyway. So the longer that it's in play, the happier I am as a wrestling fan. And that that part wasn't bad. It's the way they did it, just giving it back to him without any further action on Miz's part, uh, without you know earning it back from him, without giving, without you know complaining like a heel or going to court like he did with Otis. So what that he just moped around with John Morrison in a random stairwell and Adam Pierce dropped by and gave him the briefcase back. That's it. That's that was so lazy. Christmas gift. Yeah, um I, I don't want Goldberg to win at, at the Rumble because he already destroyed the fiend. So parang, yeah. you know, he already destroyed one young guy. We don't need him to destroy another young guy. So no thank you. Have we talked about ano pala, uh, the hurt business? No, not uh, yet. Yeah. We, we jumped straight into the legends treatment. Sige, sige. Um, let, let's talk about the hurt business because it's problematic. Then, now they're already feuding with one another. I mean, we thought that Cedric was just developing this edge that wasn't there before when you know in, in his former character as a babyface. But now it seems like Cedric and Shelton are fighting with one another, and they're the tag team champions. And worse. Cedric just joined the Hurt Business. So why? Why aren't we even giving them a long dominant reign before sowing seeds of dissent among them? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand this at all. Um, yes, it's, uh, it was a way to get the Lucha House Party a win and have them be the next challengers for the Tag Team Championship. But come on, such a lazy, lazy way to write this in. Uh, especially with uh, Riddle and Lashley, but that's an, another topic. Yeah. Sobrang disappointing lang because um you know the hurt business is the hottest stable they had going. They sacrificed retribution to build the hurt business and now wala parang okay uh you know you're a group let's try to make you guys break up like every other tag team in WWE. So stupid. I will say I will say that now I feel like retribution is a lot more interesting now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually watching the Ricochet storylines just for that. Like I don't uh, it's it's funny because we already dismissed Retribution for being what it is, a poorly conceived stable. But now, for some reason, I am more captivated by the beatings they dish out to Ricochet every week than this whole infighting with the business. You guys also see the, the Ali promo from Raw Talk this week? No, uh, indeed. Where, where he shat no, on the... the... Yeah. Where he shot on the legends appearing on uh, on Legends Night. Uh, you should watch it. I retweeted it on our uh, podcast Twitter account. So good. Ali really is the only thing keeping Retribution alive, and he pretty much says what we feel about how WWE uses legends, but in a more uh, fitting way for his character. So, Sana, uh, they use more of him uh, moving forward. Ali can never be faulted for not being a storyteller. So if hey, he's given the tools that he can use, he uses them. Right? And and God bless him for it. Right? Or Allah bless him for it. Because <laughs> yeah, this old guy who's only in this thing together. Right. Uh how about Ric Flair? Okay. Um I was really disappointed with the way that they used Ric Flair and I, they brought him out accompanying Charlotte Sige, friends of Silolet. And the big lang at the end of the match, um, Flair trips over Charlotte. And then uh, Peyton Royce picks up the win and then Charlotte gets up in Ric Flair's face and tells him to basically leave her alone again. So parang, uh, didn't we see that story, what, last year or two years ago, whenever it was? Yeah, yeah, we uh, did, we did. Didn't, well, didn't you bring ago, out yeah. Ric Flair for this match? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's so, so stupid. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't well, understand. Uh, guys, uh, we, we get it. Raw, raw is bad. That's, no, Raw is let's bad. Start, let's, start, let's wrap it up. Raw is bad. Let's start shit on it for another 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. talk about some, let's talk about something good. Let's talk about SmackDown because I yes, am very yes. optimistic. I feel optimistic about the news that's coming out that's saying that Daniel Bryan is the favorite to win the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Rumored yeah, favorite. I, I like this as well. Um, sayang, kasi, you know, I would have wanted this in 2014, like, you know, when, when Daniel Bryan was in critical mass. But because we are such fans of Daniel Bryan, if he wins the Royal Rumble finally, I think it's one more off the bucket list Nah, you know, I, I, I'd get to witness as a fan. He, he makes a strong case for it, considering that he's never won the Royal Rumble. And this is actually, supposedly, his last full-time year with the WWE. It's either him or Big E this year for the Rumble. But if it really is Brian, then I would definitely love that. Sobrang uh, deserved in yeah. He deserves that that feather on his cap. And if it's a good way to finally get this fire Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns uh, feud for WrestleMania, I'm all in, man. I'm all in for it. What about Big E though? Because uh, right before we took a break for the holidays, we were also telling ourselves that Big E could be the, the Royal Rumble winner and this could put him in that main event story against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. If Big E doesn't win this year, okay lang din because he's already in the middle of a push right now. Like He just won the Intercontinental Championship from Sami Zayn on Christmas. It looks like, it's only been two weeks in, but it looks like he's getting a good push. I think they're still going to... The, the way the New Day never loses, I think this is going to apply to Big E in the next few months or so. Yeah, um, he's entering into a match against Apollo Crews on this week's SmackDown. Um, I'm not sure if this is going to be part of a longer story for Apollo. I think it's uh, kind of like yung that he'll be in one big spot this week. Then after that, he'll be gone again for another month or two. It's really all about Big E right now. And if I had to pick between Big E or Daniel Bryan, I wouldn't know who to pick. Because there's a part of me that wants to pick the younger, less experienced guy to put him uh, over the top. But as a Daniel Bryan mark, I need to see Bryan win the Rumble. I want... If my choices were between Big E and Daniel Bryan, I'd pick Baron Corbin. (laughs) (laughs) That's your plan. For sure, sir. Jimmy Buckets takes up against the crew. I'm going to I'm going to say Daniel Bryan because he wants to wrap up his career and what better way to do so than with another Mania main event. Granted, it's going to be indoors again or inside the Thunderdome as might be the case. But it's still a way for Daniel Bryan to walk away part-timely from a career he's built with the WWE. It's a, it's a nice checkbox on his checklist of accomplishments with the company. And it's yeah, a happy maybe. ending for everybody. Yeah, let's do it. I don't care if he loses the match at WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. All right, last bit on SmackDown before we head to the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, there are rumors that Damian Priest is about to be called up to help with Kevin Owens in the Roman Reigns feud, and it could be as early as this week. So it could be the reason why he lost to Karrion Cross at New Year's Evo. Yeah, uh, I heard this news. Um, the caveat is that it could happen. It could not happen. It could likely not happen. But this is interesting because I think SmackDown needs more stars, even though I don't have a lot of faith in how uh, the main roster will treat Damian Priest. But okay, to, 
uh, I think medyo dehado yung SmackDown sa main event scene. Uh, they only got a few guys there. Uh, Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan are the only ones holding up the babyface side of the main event scene. So give give me more stars. I, I would like to see more stars. If you have Damien Priest there, he's basically babyface Baron Corbin. Uh, yeah, and he's right. totally better better than Baron Corbin. Oh, he's yeah. already oh. babyface now. He's already babyface now. Yeah, I'm just saying that they're... they're Oh, hindi siya waiter. <laughs> yes. But in, in a way, yung archetype nila, medyo mirror image, is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Okay, sure. Sige. Let's go to the Wednesday Night Wars. Where do you guys want to start? AEW or NXT? Uh, let's go with AEW. Kasi AEW has more things uh, popping. I think they have the bigger news. Yeah. Uh, NXT yeah. had a solid night, but we can go with AEW first. Sige, sige. So I'll start by saying na uh, I didn't have time to watch the second hour of Dynamite, which is where all the action was at. But holy crap. Um, the Elite, uh, the Bullet Club, whatever you want to call them, they're back together. The Good Brothers, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and and there's you know Don Callis. But holy crap, what a reunion. Oh, grabe. Uh, did, did anyone expect uh, the Good Brothers to show up on Dynamite? I, I didn't expect it. Dude, I was like, I forgot the spoiler sorry. tag. Sorry. I was like, I, what I, the fuck, I belated, dude? I belatedly added the spoiler tags. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't think about it right away. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, that notwithstanding, um, I think um, if Wrestle Kingdom didn't happen, that would have been the biggest piece of news this week. Yeah, that's true. I think everyone really decided to bring out their big guns this week I, to say it's Wrestle yeah. Kingdom week. <laughs> I, I also think that they did it because it's Wrestle Kingdom week. Yeah. Because yeah, actually, that, that makes sense. Though. That makes sense because the Bullet Club is synonymous with New Japan. And with New Japan having all the eyes on them, it's also another excuse for the BC, aka the Elite, aka whatever they want to call themselves. BC, Whatever, whatever their moniker is now, to, to actually, no, they're calling it the, they're calling themselves the elite. So the elite, the elite. Okay, yeah, okay. that's that word. Okay, so, uh, so <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like it. I like how they did it. It's a very, it's a very premeditated uh, move on the part of this whole alliance, right? If you're AJ, if you're Finn, Finn you're just you're forced, you're forced Adam to be Adam Cole. You're forced to be on the other side of the equation, right? You see all your buddies having fun on the other side of the wall. Dude, I could imagine <laughs> if Camus were still on this podcast, he would spend three minutes spazzing, just oh, yeah. spazzing on his own. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Uh, nobody really had that on the Wrestle Kingdom Week bingo. So good move on AEW and on Impact's part. Uh, they're really showing that they're uh, they're leaving WWE in the dust no matter how hard WWE and NXT try. So yeah. excited for this. Uh, definitely a good move to promote Impact's uh, Hard to Kill pay-per-view. Really yeah, do want to watch weekend? that. Uh, no, it's uh, 16th. 16th, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Another thing that happened on AEW this week that people were talking about was the Snoop Dogg splash, as Stevie <laughs> points out on Facebook. What do you think about WWE Hall of Famer pulling off a Snoop Dogg splash on Dynamite? backstage heat. Like it matters to Snoop Dogg. Like it matters to Snoop Dogg, right? <laughs> Eminem Vince. Vince. Eminem beef Yeah, that's true. The best thing since wrestling, you know. 
But yeah, overall, I think Dynamite is is really um trying to start twenty twenty one on on the best note, Shempre, especially after how twenty twenty ended for them. As we said at the top of the show, we wish now what happened to Brody didn't happen. But in a way, okay, na rin because at the start of twenty twenty one, parang it gave them that impetus, I guess, for a soft reboot. I think this is that soft reboot. Yeah, yeah, really good. Uh, I think this is gonna teach. It it should teach WWE a lesson in working with other people, with other companies uh, right. in this climate. <laughs> Even sure. Okada wants to work with WWE. Like he he proposed uh, a super show with all the big companies. So. It, they, they better get on this wagon. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to WWE um, for their side of the Wednesday Night Wars and NXT. So a couple things happened there. First, they announced that there will now be a Dusty Road Women's Tag Team Classic. And we say it's about damn time. Oh, that's right. I hope you main roster because I don't think NXT has enough tag teams on their women's yeah. division. They only I'm have Caden and Casey, right? Ba? No, I mean they yeah, got yeah, like uh, Indian Indi- Indi- Candice, uh, Dakota, Dakota and Raquel, maybe uh, Rhea, right. Eho. Uh, yeah, and then Shotzi and whoever maybe. Uh, that sh- I'm sure she's going to be a part of that. But what that uh, unless they it's pull the all the, the unless <laughs> they unless they pull all the jobbers they've started to pull out from the second May of Classic, I'm I'm pretty sure you'll see some. Uh, mid-tier uh, women tag teams on this classic. And it's very appropriate, right? considering that they're all about women empowerment now. They're all about giving the ladies uh, their own equal ground, so to speak. So it, it's it's going to be interesting moving forward. I just need uh, the Riot Squad on there, and I need them to find yes. a way to reunite Billy and Peyton and get on that yes. tag team classic. You know, wish list go. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, wish this wow. for the Tag Team Classic. Get the Iconics I, back together. Give me the Riot Squad in there. I'm good. I feel like the I, I feel like the Iconics are a far shot compared to the Riot Squad. The Riot Squad, by the way, because... Yeah, they're because still together. They're, is, they're still together. Two or three members are still there. A possible reward of the Women's Dusty Tournament? Uh, probably a shot at the Women's Tag Team Championships. I yeah, because you can defend team. them on any brand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much yeah. They're still, yeah, they're still all in Florida, so that's oh, the So I'm pretty sure that's what's gonna happen. On the men's side, you've got this year's tag team classic bracket uh, having been announced, at least six of the teams. So you've got the Undisputed Era, that's Adam Cole and Roddy Strong, uh Brizango, the Grizzled Young Veterans, Everise, The Way, and uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott and Jake Atlas. So I yeah. saw the promo on social media. That was kind of weird given that Swerve is on his way to a heel turn and nag-aaway yeah, nag-aaway Jake Atlas. That. Oh. With regards to the tag team classic, every year we've had it, we've seen a uh, malabang tag team to win it all. <laughs> it's not a coherent tag team. Alistair Black and Ricochet that one year. Pete Dunne yeah. and Matt Riddle that other year. Justin so Balor like, and Samoa Joe in the first year. Diba? Exactly. So is this something we expect to see moving forward? And if so, who are you pointing at in the role there? I don't we? think so. I say the NXT tag team division is as deep as it's ever been lately. So a lot of the a lot of the the entrants are actual tag teams. Yeah. So it could be. You know, Imperium, eh? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure they'll be on this. Uh, so I'm sure uh, there's a good chance that an actual tag team will win the cha- the, the the tournament. My bet is like GYV. Talaga? 
Yeah, they haven't won the tag team championships yet. Interesting. I, I would have gone with either the way or the undisputed era. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I don't I know. Say say I want to say GYV, but I also want to wait for the whole card to come out. Yeah, that's true. That's, there's that too. Still yeah, maybe we can, I know, we can do bracketology probably on a future episode. Kapag yung buong bracket well, na it's already starting next week. So. Oh, crap. Oy. The first time I, I guess I missed that. Yeah. All right, my bad, my bad. Y'all be good. All right, um, uh, last thing we have to talk about to NXT, that main event, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly 2. I'm going to say that I actually enjoyed the first match more. Um, uh, this one, though, must have gone to story. Uh, like, I, I like how it was all about the receipt. It was all about uh, Kyle and the chip on his shoulder. It was way bigger than it was the first time around. In terms of intensity, it must intense in your first match. But this one, though, uh, they really went for certain story beats. And that, that was something I appreciated. Um, I'm going to say that I won with the Finn one with the submission. And that napa, uh, y- y- instant reaction ko when Kyle tapped was, that's it, that's it. So, yun. Yeah. I was actually also surprised. I thought that there was going to be a big strike because Finn was targeting the jaw all night long. And um, the first match was technically better because it had more time to breathe and unfold. But I like this one better because it was shorter. It was more compact. Uh, I like the story they were telling more. I like that they were basically anchoring the whole thing on a callback on on yeah. the re- on on Kyle breaking Finn's jaw, and that was the whole uh, that was the whole idea be- behind Finn's offense. So I like that. I, I followed it more. To- so it was, um, but both matches are good, I'd say, and it was a good TV main event. Can I just say that we really need to appreciate Vic Joseph, Wade Barrett, and Beth Phoenix. I'm going yeah. as a commentary team. Yeah, uh, this true. is a team that, number one, they're not all together in the same place. Yeah, number true. two, they've only been working together for three months or four months, basically yeah, yeah. when Wade Barrett it, came it, back. Yeah, they're not together, right? Yes, so good chemistry. They all know what role to play, and Vic asks the perfect questions to each color commentator. It's so you know why? Because Vic Joseph is actually a wrestling commentator. He's saying, I thought he's, you were going to say he was a wrestler. No, <laughs> Wait, he's what a wrestler. Is a wrestler. He actually has he actually has a background in calling wrestling matches. Yeah, uh, Galing Shang House of Hardcore, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I did exactly. not know this. I thought he was a rando broadcaster. No, the, no, no, no. no. I, <laughs> indie cred to Vic Joseph, dude. I did dude. not know he this. <laughs> I, I was actually surprised, too, when I, I, I Googled him. Uh, one day, and I, I found out that he actually has experience actually calling wrestling matches. So he actually knows what he's talking about. And he's not mm-hmm. just out there to shill the product like all the other uh, basic paper commentators that WWE has been trying you know, to, to give us for these past few decades. Nick Joseph is actually one of, the, one of the better guys out there to listen to when it comes to commentary. We're, we're oh, not saying that every other... We're not saying every other WWE commentator is bad because, like, Nigel is great. Samoa Joe is also really, really good. But you know what I was trying to get at? Yes, uh, totally, totally. You were basically shitting on Michael Cole. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Because Michael Cole is the mold. Supposedly, Michael Cole is the mold. So, you know what I mean? So, but with Vic Joseph, you get a little something extra. Yeah, he knows what to get out out of his partners. Man, Andy Shepard, random broadcaster in a whole day. So, you know, he's a he has a background in sports, man. Sportscasting. Yeah, yeah, that's his background, and and, and TV presenting. 
my yeah. mind is blown. Uh, John yeah. Russell Tan says on the comments that between your main event match, Kanina, yeah, actually, I did get the feeling that it was going to go longer. Para may part but, three. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe. Uh, I think with the way that they set up the post-match where everyone was feeling sad and Finn was trying to get something from uh, from Kyle at the end there, I think there might be a part three. Like, oh, the, there the, better uh, be a part three. A rubber match to end all rubber matches. I wouldn't yeah. be against that at all. <laughs> hey, we're saying what's up to one of our patrons, Aaron, who agrees that yeah, the NXT commentary team is probably the best in WWE right now. Yo, uh, thanks hey, for joining Aaron. us on the live stream, Aaron. Si Kyle right. did, uh, yeah, agree with NXT commentary team. Yeah. yeah. Any other NXT uh, comments you want to get out? Um, do you want to touch on really, really quickly, Sina, Zaya Lee and Boa? Yeah, that was cool. Uh, they actually did right by them. I, I was hoping uh, that they would and they would return uh, being badass. Uh, and they did. Uh, it yeah, was a yeah. good it was a good return, good package. Uh, they knew what they were doing. They knew what character Zaya wanted to had to do in the ring, and they pulled it off. Uh, Zaya had the uh, had the skills, the in ring skills, and the martial arts skills to pull it off. So tama right. yung sinabi niya, sinabi niya Triple H na ready na siya for TV. So okay, I, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but on the Tron sa NXT when Zaya Lee came out, um, the name of the stable was on was flashing sa Tron. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. It's Tiensha, okay? Uh, it's one of the names that was actually filed for a trademark just a few weeks ago by WWE. I don't know what Tiensha means. But saying Tien, the first character, means heaven. And um, I'm not sure if Yung Sha is the same Sha that means to kill. I hope Steven, it's not because I don't Steven, know how you, you murder heaven. Um, so here, Steven, maybe would, maybe Steven would know. Knowing Stevie being know. a Siberian, uh, his no, Chinese is just as good as mine, which is not very good. <laughs> No, because someone in our Discord was uh, was breaking down the trademark names, eh? so I think it was him. Uh, but yeah, uh, heaven murder, holy murder. Is that what? Is that what? <laughs> holy. I don't kill? know. <laughs> uh, we're, we're gonna have to table that, I guess, for next week. If if I find out, I'll probably say that at the top of next week's episode. But yeah, Yes, the Shifu was there. She was seated with her hood on. Ang wala oh, si I- ano, the guy who kept uh, screaming Tai Lai, Tai Lai from the yeah, previous Yeah, yeah, see a bald guy. Uh, yeah. Seeing as they're all Chinese and the, the stable name is Chinese, it better, Shifu better not be a uh, no, Mako Satomura. <laughs> <laughs> better not be. It's Chinese. Sala, no. no, no, no. You know what? I hope it's Madam Gao. Sorry, hello. <laughs> yeah, Chino, you here? No. You there with uh, us? Si Chino I mean, na let, let me just get this in before my internet. Again. I uh-huh. am going to say that a few weeks ago, when this was uh, just months ago, even when this is all starting, we were all about oh, manito, kasi baka Japanese yung nito, <laughs> diba? and it was bad, it's all, all hokey, etc. But now it's actually something that we like, diba? so yeah. I, I don't really want to shit on it any more than we have to, considering that we can actually always just change our minds moving forward because it's actually <laughs> it's a storyline I actually enjoy. It gives Asian representation on TV. Yeah. It allows uh, it allows newer people to shine. It's also a storyline we haven't really seen in a while. We haven't really seen mystical martial arts on, on wrestling in a while. Yeah, so yeah. so it's, uh, it's something that I like watching. And maybe, it, maybe it's Mako, maybe it's not. Well, time can only tell. Uh, the pressure now is on Boa to be as good as Zaya in the ring. So, sana galingan niya. <laughs> Next week. Hey, 
if anything, uh, the dude looks great in a suit. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Also, Mansoor. <laughs> <laughs> Mansoor, you you may take a shit on Mansoor, but he's getting pretty good. Uh, it's just weird because he's being pushed down our throats because he's Saudi Arabian, <laughs> but he's oh, uh, he's he's been earning it. See, Bruce is asking in the comments if uh, WWE can provide subtitles for yung vignettes nung nung Why can't they do the same for Japanese wrestlers in their promos? They actually do for Io Shirai yeah, do. and the other yeah. Japanese wrestlers. Kapag oh. pre-recorded siya, pero siempre yeah. kapag live promos, medyo mahirap lagi na subtitles, which is why you don't really get that from Asuka. Chaka, the Japanese wrestlers are actually practicing their English in these segments. You can tell it, eh, kasi. Uh, it's easy for them to re- to rely on the Japanese uh, speaking, but they know that they want to get over and be understood by the American audience more by yeah. speaking in English. Yep. So so there. Um. It. Uh. One is practicality, and yung siguro the um logistics of it all. And second, yung um you still have to get over by speaking in English. Medyo mahirap eh, diba? Um. It's kind of why uh Nakamura ha- eventually had a ceiling sa WWE. Sad. All right. Yeah, sadly. Anything else on NXT before we get our picks of the week? Yeah, I think that's it. Let's, let's wrap nah, this nah, up. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. All right. Our uh, our supersized episode of the, of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is about to come to an end. Let's get to our picks of the week. Let's start with Ro. All right. Uh, so again, my pick of the week is from Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, it's from Night 2, Jeff Cobb versus Shingo Takagi for the Never Openweight Championship. If you must watch a match from the from all of that, uh, you can't go wrong with this one. It's actually pretty hard to stand out in a, in a two-day event full of good wrestling, but they managed to do it. Also, uh, honorable mention, Raquel Gonzalez versus Rhea Ripley. Last woman standing from tonight. Killer NXT. match, dude. Yeah. Go watch that shit. Oh, wait, see, okay. My pick of the week was Will Ospreay versus Kazuchika Okada. Um, I have never enjoyed an Okada match before. I'm just going to say that. But the Okada Omega Broadways, I never really enjoyed them. Uh, but I love this one. I don't know why. I think it's because of Osprey and um, his character work, the suits, the fanciness of it all. Ang ganda ng story ng match nila. Uh, sina Kevin Kelly, Chris Charlton, and Rocky Romero also provided a lot of really good context to help me understand a few that I only really got to catch on Pahapiao online. So that was my favorite match from Wrestle Kingdom 15. All right. My epic of the week actually does not come from any significant wrestling show over the weekend. It comes from Kevin Hart and his YouTube <laughs> show called Oldest Balls, where he host, he hosted the season finale of the bubble season. Uh, bubble season. <laughs> he actually had Ric Flair on, the Nature Boy. Uh, and basically, Woo! the whole concert show uh, is Kevin Hart and an athlete guest sit in a cold immersion tub. That's a tub full of ice. And it's very, very Ice cold. water. Ice water, and it's very basically very the LeBron treatment. Yeah, right. And and they just talk and and have fun for about ten minutes, and it's actually very good because Ric Flair talks about his uh, involvement with the hip hop scene and how he influenced uh, the guys like the Migos and how he's being uh, appreciated this late in his career. So it's actually an interesting watch if you want to kill ten minutes or so. Um, also, no worth. Uh, a noteworthy moment for the week is Jungle Boy's new theme song. I have to get it out there. Jungle Boy's new theme song. I, I my, my guilty pleasure has always been new wave music. It's always been out there for me. 
So to hear Tarzan, Tarzan boy, Baba Timora, play that significant first few beats where, where that memorable line where everybody just goes, oh, 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 in the beginning, it just, it puts him over so well. You hear the crowd chanting to it now, and it just, it just goes to show how much better AEW is at putting you guys over. It's so yep. good. TK is spending a lot of cash for I know for music rights uh, over the past. Well, exactly, you know, I, yeah. he got the popular song to put this yeah. young guy over. It's so he got, good. He, he got a licensed song for Jungle Boy. Nisha CM Punk levels up, but it's a licensed song. That was he got a uh, Tom Waits song for Brody. So TK really flexing his you know, his his. That's the his money. money. Yeah. And, oh, rich kid gone rich kid, right? Oh. I want to be friends with TK now. Hold on, hold on. Uh, <laughs> uh, last bit since uh, Chino mentioned Ric Flair. Uh, if you watched SmackDown last week, see Angelo Dawkins is wearing the Dame Seven Ric Flair, soon blue, which are really nice in person. For Flexco, because I have a pair. My pair arrived on Christmas Day, so I'm like, does no what, one what have? I... the, Does no one have the white and gold colorway? Oh, our friend Ken Warren does. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> Man, you, oh, he's he's Ken oh, sneaker headshot for Ric Flair. <laughs> For Ric Flair, for though. For wrestling, you know, for wrestling. Yeah, he used that sweet Christmas bonus money on uh, his uh, Ric Flair nice. pairs. So, yeah, there. Uh, before we get out of here, got to let you know that we have plugs. One of them being that if you still need to have something shipped, it's, it's much lighter now. It's much easier to book a courier because the holidays are over. And we hope that when you book your courier, you can book it through Mr. Speedy. In fact, we're going to sweeten the deal for you. If you need 50 pesos off your first delivery uh, on Mr. Speedy, we've got the code for you. It's wrestling, wrestling, X, Mr. Speedy. Again, that's the word wrestling spelled twice. The letter X, then M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y. 50 pesos off your first order. This is available in Metro Manila, Cebu, Davao, and nearby provinces. And you can use it on mrspeedy.ph or on the Mr. Speedy app, which is available on the App Store, Google Play, and on the Huawei Mobile Gallery. Chino, what do you have going on for you? All right, uh, this week on Class Clown, I have a new episode, the first one of the year. And if I'm not mistaken, the third to the last episode of season number one of Class Clown, I am talking hey. to the guys of Tunay na Rider. That's Oy. Johnny, Eva, and Buck, as well as Winner Aguilar. And we are talking about uh, the motorcycle lifestyle, about the motorcycle culture in the Philippines. Ma appreciate nating mga may four-wheeled vehicles, yung mga kala nating best sa kali. It's not all that. It's actually a yeah, lot it's actually of pretty good. It's, it's actually uh, a lot of insight on on this week's episode what? of Class Clown. Also, if you guys are free, 9 p.m. tonight on Laughing Gas's Facebook page. That's Oy. at the Laughing Gas on Facebook. I'll be doing a little stand-up comedy yeah. with a few friends from Yon. Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. So I have Malaysian comics, British comics, even, and then myself on there. That's 9 p.m. at the Laughing Gas. Way right. to represent the Pelopens. <laughs> Open oh, e-raid natin yan after this. Right. Oh, go. <laughs> How about you, Ro? What's on your plate? Uh, before I, you know, I wanted, I wanted to bring up the point uh, Chino brought up about motorcycles. Uh, I agree that it's actually pretty good, especially when I started riding on class last year. Maybe you want to make, get my own, but I'm uh, up in right now. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to promote my Twitch right now because I don't know when my next stream is. I'm waiting for uh, our D&D group to have another session. So for now, I will promote our Patreon. I'll do it for you. 
patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast guys we're still doing um post show reviews of your favorite show so you don't have to wait for the weekly live stream for us to, to hear us talk about that stuff if you want to get our thoughts right away uh, it's all on patreon we do it the same day um that is abby 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 has told me that she waits for my reviews because it helps her decide whether to spend all that time on bro you know what i'm yeah, talking yeah. about no one oh, i'm yeah. talking about that yes, we sir. also have freebies we also have freebies as um uh, you mentioned earlier on the top of the show we had face masks to give out well that will be the first and that will be the last but it was a yeah, that was uh, also always read smarthenry.com because uh, we're still putting out writing uh, regularly every week, most days. So, yeah, that's it. On my end, check out the podcast on deck. Uh, it's my podcast about radio DJs and uh, how we pull back the curtain and talk about their lives and their stories. And I'm kicking off season two with three huge gets. Uh, first off, it's going to be Sho Suzuki, who's made radio DJs. Cool again via TikTok. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Show Suzuki of Q105. I'm interviewing him tomorrow. And then next week, I've got a couple of guests already booked. I've got our friend Rika Garcia from RX93.1. We're going to talk about her being in the mold of the next Delamar. And I've also got a commitment for a guesting from the inimitable Chris Chuper of Love Radio. <laughs> nice. Got to get that massa representation in there, brother, brother. So, yeah, uh, check out On Deck. Uh, it's on Spotify and your favorite podcast platforms, just like the Class Clown and the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast are. On that note, we got to say thank you to Babyface producer Sola and the patrons and the rest of the fans, at uh, uh, fr- our friends, rather, at Podcast Network Asia and you guys, the listeners and the viewers on Facebook and on Kumu for joining us for our first supersized stream for the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast in 2021. Um, malapit na Royal Rumble and uh, best believe we're gonna try to get one big get before or after oh, the Rumble yeah, yeah 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 can't wait for yeah. that if he said we're gonna yes. leave it so, yes we're gonna leave manifest it natin, manifest natin manifest natin na mag yes mm. sana banal na aso na magpakita oh, oh, oh. alright so on that note we're out of here thank you so much to everybody Good night. on behalf of Ro Moran and Chino Liao my name is Stan C follow us on Twitter Kumu Facebook Instagram Spotify wherever Please wear your masks. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Peace out. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 